I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. Welcome back to Game Changers. Today I've got, honestly, probably one of the most valuable interviews that we have ever done here on the podcast. So I actually just finished recording it, so I'm still feeling super hyped from it. But actually today I sat down with Morgan McGregor, who is the creator of the social media marketing agency Hyped, but she also happens to be one of my amazing clients. And honestly, we sat down with the intention of giving some strategies and ideas for those who are just getting started with their business on how they can better use social media marketing. But it actually ended up turning into, we we actually kind of built out an entire social media marketing strategy for someone who is just getting started to really help them not only build their audience, but reach people quicker and also to drive more traffic to their website. So honestly, get a pen, get a piece of paper, whatever you need to do, but this valuable, valuable information cannot be repeated. Well, I mean, of course you can repeat it because you can listen to this as many times as you want. And you should because it is super, super amazing. But I'm going to stop rambling and I am pretty much going to just jump straight in. I really hope you enjoy this. Do make sure that you reach out to Morgan and I on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you prefer to let us know if you have listened to the episode and what your biggest takeaway was. Welcome back to Game Changers. I think that you can tell every time I do that creepy little hi everyone that what's coming next is that I'm about to say I'm so freaking excited because I have an amazing guest with me today as always. But this guest is extra special because this is not only one of my clients, but it's one of my, let's say, favorite clients to speak to because we just have so much fun together. I don't think we ever get any work done. All we do is <laughs> laugh and tell jokes and tell weird stories about hair growing from weird places. <laughs> but Morgan is also an incredible social media marketer. She's got so much knowledge under her belt and so much experience. So we are going to talk all about today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah, literally about five minutes before we started recording, we were having this weird conversation about hair growing from weirder places and Morgan jumped on and the first thing she did as soon as she got on was start cutting <laughs> her own fringe with scissors. <laughs> I think that's just what this podcast is going to have to be about is actually that hair. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you guys signed up for, but today we're going to talk about hair growth. Oh my gosh. I think we should actually start a podcast about weird hair. 
weird, weird bodies. Let's weird just do bodies. that. Oh my God, do you ever... Entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> we could call it we're all weird. <laughs> so for those, I know you're huge in the Game Changer Collective community because you're such a big participant in our membership side, which I want to thank you so much for that as well. But maybe for those who haven't met you yet, can we start with the classic, who are you, what you do, what's your story, where'd you come from, all of that stuff? Yes. Just like the first day of school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Morgan. <laughs> um, I am the owner of Hyped, which is a New Zealand-based social media agency. And yeah, that's that's my jam. That's my jam. I grew up um, in the dawn of social media and the dawn of basically the internet. And I was like, damn, I'm doing this all day. I would hate to have a job because I'll have to get off Facebook. And then someone was like, what if? <laughs> and I was like... Wow. And then I never got off Facebook. So here I am. So so pure that. obsession with Facebook and then the idea that this could actually be a thing is what you led into yeah. full time. Well, I mean, it wasn't even my idea. I was like, I, I, I mean, I'm a self-professed like dumb bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I'm> dumb. Like, <laughs> like, I just didn't think of it and I was like I spent a lot of time looking at like um businesses that I knew going oh I wouldn't do that oh that's not a good idea oh they should do this and then I was like gosh I have all these great ideas I wish I could do something with them and then I went to go do PR and I realized that involves a lot of phone calls and I have anxiety so that was like a no-go so they said oh why don't you manage some of our clients social media and I was like huh that's a thing (laughs) (laughs) I can go on Facebook for a living yeah. and, and so that was like the moment and yeah I was like yeah, I wish I had that idea so that being the case and I must disagree with you when you say that you're a dumb bitch but <laughs> if that's what you want to call yourself we'll definitely parental advise the uh <laughs> this episode but I don't agree with you because you're actually extremely intelligent and knowledgeable when it does come to social media you are just a character in the making um no but can we can we talk a little bit about kind of your journey a little more like how okay so yeah fair enough you were super interested in Facebook from the very beginning but how did you start learning a lot about the strategies like what kind of kicked off that passion yeah so I guess a lot of the stuff initially was really organic a lot of the really basic stuff about content and what you should post and um I did a degree in politics and film which is basically um I like to say that I took it because it's about speaking to audiences and figuring out how to reach audiences and convince them of what you want them to think, whether you're a politician or a filmmaker. Um, Really, I just took it because I like the two (laughs) topics. Yeah, but I think there's got to be something in you that's like a natural (laughs) with that kind of, because you you gravitate towards things that you're interested in. And obviously there's different containers for that. I think you do love that kind of entertainment and communication side of things and that happens with content with social media as well as Mm. politics and film right yeah so it was basically just a way for me to enjoy uni a lot more which I did and I got a lot of knowledge on those sort of like I guess what I describe as like the soft skills for um social media which is yeah yeah, how to make good content how to reach people what people like to see and stuff like that but in terms of the actual um hard skills like the advertising analytics reporting um like general growth strategies and stuff like that that was sort of learnt uh the hard way (laughs) i um basically was just like i'm gonna do this and i'm hot shit i know what i'm doing 
like I'm the man at this and then I was like oh no I I don't know anything (laughs) and luckily like I'm a dumb bitch (laughs) let's 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 call it a a little naive I've been exploring (laughs) that topic a lot lately and actually I recorded a podcast myself last night and that was one of the things that came up for me actually I was saying I think one of the I I was doing a QA and a thing and one of the questions that was asked was something along the lines of did you ever like think that it wouldn't work and I was like well actually no I never did because of that as you call it dumb bitch but like well I would say that sense of naivety where it's just like conviction in the well I mean it's just gotta work you know I've just gotta make it work and I've got to find a way to make it work and I think that's such an important skill for people to have it's not even a skill it's something that I guess can be learned but when you approach things like I'm just going to make it happen. Like there's no ifs, buts about it. Like I'm just going to come in and be totally naive that there's even the possibility of failure and I'm just going to go for it. It's a real good way to progress forward. And I think if I hadn't had that naivety or that dumb bitch energy, I don't think I would have gotten started. I really don't think like I would have just like the fear of like, I don't know anything and I'm not as good as I think I am to just hold me back. So it was a help at the beginning, but it did also mean that I jumped into it and I was like, Oh, shit I've got to take like a million courses yeah (laughs) which is what I did at the start was just learn a lot and you don't stop learning so yeah absolutely especially in uh an industry like social media things are so quickly moving how do you stay up to date with everything because obviously there's always a new strategy tool tip platform you know lots of different things that small business owners can use and, and learn about but as someone who's kind of got to have a grasp on all of it how do you stay up to date what's your strategy for that yeah, so it's a lot of it is um, following influencers, um, not so not influencers who like talk about fashion and beauty and stuff. I do follow those influencers to see what they're doing, but in terms of learning and developing, in terms of what I can do for my clients, yeah, it's definitely about following people who also do this work and yeah. seeing what they're doing and how they're changing the game, basically, because like. I can't learn just sitting in my room by myself. Um, And then the other one is courses. Courses have been like phenomenal for me. And because it changes all the time, I I always have to be taking new courses basically. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. But ultimately at the end of the day, I think that's a really good piece of advice for anyone in any industry because everyone's got to upskill and constantly upskill in their particular niche, whether it is social media marketing, whether it's health and fitness, whether it's business and Mm. mindset, whether it's, you know, manifestation, anything along those lines, there's always going to be new ideas, new techniques, new context, even around old ideas. And I think if you're really making sure that you're putting time and effort in every single week, I would say to really stay up to date with what's going on and the conversations that people are having, then that's ultimately a good way to not only be a leader, but as well to, And I think influencers definitely in that area. Like if you have, for instance, health and fitness, if you're following other health and fitness influencers, I think that that's a way for you to just consume content as you normally would, but like frame it in a way of what can I learn from this? Like, what are they posting? Why is it doing well? How can I do better or take this concept and do it in my own way? Yeah. yeah. I guess a question that I have on that, because I think a lot of people are going to be listening to, to this and saying, well, that's great. But then as soon as I start following a lot of these other influences, I get stuck in that kind of comparison. I'm not good enough. These people are better than me mindset. How do you handle that? 
I um, have this theory that I did not invent. Marie Kondo invented it. <laughs> love it. Love a little bit of Marie on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> I want you to con Marie your social media frequently. I frequently con Marie my social media. So basically, if I'm looking at content and it doesn't spark joy, <laughs> like if it literally doesn't give me, yeah. if I don't get anything positive or useful out of it, then yeah. I unfollow that person. I know that they don't need my account there like I I know a lot of social media influencers who, who also encourage this they say if I'm not making you happy or if I'm causing you to compare yourself to me or whatever then definitely unfollow yeah. me and I'm 100% behind that so while we should always be learning from influencers if we're not being served like inspiration or help or knowledge or anything like that from them then drop them and you can pick them up six months later there's a couple of influencers that I just sift in and out of yeah. my like follower um but I think that yeah if if you're not getting anything from that follower then just leave them and go find someone else yeah yeah, I love that so much. And I think I would have to add on that for myself in particular, I really try to go as high up to the source as possible yeah. because it's it's much easier to, you know, compare yourself to someone who's only a few steps ahead of you. It's yeah. You're not going to be comparing yourself to like Gary Vaynerchuk or, yeah. you know, any of these like big leaders because you know that they've just got, you know, decades of experience behind them. And so say, for example, for me, I'm actually trying to, and we had a conversation about this as well, I'm really trying to learn more about manifestation at the moment. I'm not going to necessarily the the coaches in the manifestation in you know industry that I may look at and be like, why are they already at a million dollars and all of yeah. these things? Like I'm going to the Wayne Dyers and the you know the spiritual teachings because as far as you can go right to the top, the less impact there's going to be on that comparisonitis. Yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think I don't generally tend to follow like social media agencies who are similar to where I am or even like a couple of years away from where I am. I go to the ones who either they're so much higher up than I am that I just, I don't even compare myself to them or that they're a far enough away niche or side of the industry that I don't necessarily think that like I need to be them because they're their own entity. Like um, I think of Kat Howell who does, um, fantastic Facebook ads in New Zealand. She does incredible stuff, but I just think like she only focuses on this section of Facebook ads and she does it incredibly. So I can learn a lot about her strategies and stuff like that without feeling like, why do I not have these skills or why do I suck at this or like whatever? I don't even, it doesn't even like cross my mind because Yeah. yeah, she's so far removed from what I'm doing. So you mentioned um, something before, and I hope you don't mind if we go into this a little bit, but I think it'd be really helpful about that, you know, uh, that sort of anxiety with business. Is there a kind of, not necessarily, I don't want to say strategy, that's probably not the right thing, but, you know, a routine or ritual that you have in place to ensure that anxiety isn't getting the best of you as someone who's got to keep up to date with so many different things? Yeah, I think it's difficult to answer because as you probably, I think, you know, but like I have struggled with mental illness for quite a few years. So it's not always business related when I'm having anxiety. Um, So it's always a work in progress, but in terms of um, business, if I'm having anxiety about how I'm performing and stuff, I think what I have to do is remove myself from what situation is causing that at the time. So if I'm stuck at home all day and it's raining and I haven't had any human contact 
and I'm starting to just get down on myself about crap, then I will take my laptop and I will go to a cafe. And it it makes me feel forced to actually have to just at least ignore it, at the very least ignore the anxiety for a while and get some work done instead of just sitting there on my bed going (laughs) for like an hour. (laughs) Cause I'm like, I'm out here. People are watching me. I can't curl up on this chair and cry now. (laughs) So I'm going to get some work done. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And that's actually really helpful because I have, um, you know, another person in my network who deals closely with anxiety. And I know one of the things that they often said was really that concept of kind of, you have to just change your state. Like it's so easy to just ruminate and then get in this, like your physiology then gets involved in this like fetal position. And like, I know we joke about this a little bit, but to make it kind of lighter, but ultimately it really is like a a sinking feeling, right? And it can just get worse unless you pull yourself up as much as you possibly can and go change the environment, change the scenery, change the context so that you could start to focus in a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. So I guess like in a way I can't really change the work I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. If I have to work on a client's work, I have to get that done for the client. So I can't just go, okay, well, I'm going to move that or you know, do it on a day when I feel better or something. So what I have to do is put myself in a situation when that's improved. And I know that um, that's going to happen if I leave the house basically. And I go somewhere where people are around and I feel kind of forced to do something and I get to eat like some nice food at the same time. That always helps. Always (laughs) helps. Always (laughs) helps. So I want to kind of change the gears a little bit and go into some helpful social media tips for people who are maybe sort of more towards the beginning of their journey. So I guess the first question that I have is if someone, okay, let's like really make this relevant to people who are particularly solopreneurs, they are doing a service-based kind of industry. And I know you work a lot with people who have products, but you're Mm. extremely helpful in the group for those who do have questions when it comes to their own social strategy. So if someone is brand new, it's like, okay, so today I've decided I've got to start a business. I know what my business is in. What's the first things that they should focus on when it comes to a social media marketing strategy? Okay. Well, firstly, like congrats on starting a business today. That's great. Um, and secondly I think what I would focus on is I want you to look at things like ads and I want you to look at things like organic content as two separate entities so when you're focusing on fantastic content and always showing up and doing all the stuff that um, you Erin always encourage people to do I want you to look at that as your bare minimum do it every day no excuses and the best way to improve on this if you haven't created content or shown up or anything like that is essentially to find some people and follow them and figure out how they're doing it and what you like and then just get started I know that it's kind of daunting to be like I have to go live and there's no one in my Facebook page and so who's going to watch it and I don't know what I'm like as a business owner but I would argue that going live is the fastest way to discover what kind of content you want to create, what kind of content people like and to grow your page. So just follow Erin, but follow other people as well to see what they're doing and what you like and grow that organic content almost organically. Just develop that. Never be afraid to try something and never look back and go, Oh, I've done a crap job. I'm just going to stop now. I can look back at my social media and people are like, oh, it was, I had a client who said to me, oh, it was so easy for you to start a business because, you know, you do social media marketing 
as your work. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, that's like not how that works. No. <laughs> but also, secondly, I look back at my social media content and I'm like, God, what was I thinking? So just don't ever, especially in those early stages, don't ever look back at your content and go, oh, that's embarrassing. That's crap. I shouldn't have done that. Just keep innovating, keep trying and just keep showing up and especially go live. Even though it's terrifying, it gets so much easier and I look forward to it every week now. So it's just, I think you should get started on that. And then with your ads, I think, especially when you first start, it can be quite daunting to think, I've got to put money into Facebook. Where do I put the money? How do I do it? So what I would recommend is either get going in your groups, like go into like the Game Change Collective and I'll talk to you or go into like girls in business or other Facebook groups that you're in and saying like, Hey, are there any social media managers out there? What would you recommend be the first steps? Because the thing is I can say it now, but it will change. But basically you should be at least starting with Facebook ads, even just a little bit when you first start in terms of getting traction to your website, starting to get some people going there and to start growing your Facebook page and your Instagram page. Even if it's just putting in $5 a day, you can start start getting some traction, especially on your website, which is where you want it at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Let's go back to the organic strategy first, because I really do want to talk a lot more into ads because this isn't something I speak about regularly myself. But I really, really love what you said when it comes to the organic strategy around just trial and error and having a little look at what other people are doing. So what do you think are the best platforms for people? So obviously we're talking about kind of a mix of social media content and rich content here, I guess, like your blogs, your podcasts, your video and stuff. What do you think in your opinion, because obviously, you know, everyone's, it's different for everyone, but what do you think is the best place to focus attention on in terms of rich content and platforms in the beginning so in terms of platforms i would argue always for the top two which is instagram and facebook facebook is um kind of for the older audiences but it is fantastic for generating things going to your website and at the end of the day that's what we want people to do yeah so Um, I would argue to focus on that, but not put all of your content onto it. So don't feel like you have to show up every day on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram is a much younger, um, platform, but it's fantastic for brand awareness. It's where people find people and they connect with them. It's where they can go. I feel like this person's friend because I watch their stories and I watch their, I look at their posts and I go on, watch their lives and stuff like that. So it's fundamental for that aspect. Um, so it doesn't generate as much um, traffic to your website, but it's fantastic for that brand awareness side of things. Whereas with rich content, I want to say YouTube, but I know that that's a hard ask for new yeah. business owners. I know that that's a massive ask, especially because I've just told them that they have to go live on Facebook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but some type <laughs> of video content, you think, video, so out of, yeah. out of the three in terms of podcasting, blogging, and video, would you say that video is one of the most effective if in video some form? Yeah, video in some form is the most effective, but if you are finding that you have resistance to it or you just want to get started, I would say that blog posts are fantastic because not only do they get you started in that rich content area, but it's also rich content that is situated on your website and therefore improves your website's position on Google. Um, It makes Facebook more likely to send traffic to it because it goes, it's lots of unique um, rich content on this website and stuff like that. So it's really helpful. Even if you feel like no one's reading it, it's still doing quite a lot anyway. So blogs still helpful in that respect. 
Well, that's really interesting. So I guess, and this is no, you know, not just for people who are starting out and maybe this is something I didn't know either, but so there's a huge benefit, even if you are doing YouTube or a podcast to even still turning those into blog posts. I knew because obviously it's driving traffic to your website, Mm. but can you talk a little more about algorithm? No, I guess like the SEO benefit it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So with SEO, I guess, um, and because I'm not an SEO expert, but there's a lot that I have to do in that area. Yeah. So basically, the way that Google looks at it um, is, is there unique and helpful content on this website? So is this content different? So even if you're putting, you know, a link to your podcast or a link to your YouTube video, that's fine as long as the description and the writing part is different to what you're putting in the description of that YouTube video. Yeah, right. And Google goes, wow, this is like really amazing content because it's so different from anything else we've seen. It covers a topic that people are looking for, which is probably what you're doing with your YouTube video. Anyway, you're going, people are looking for advice on how to start a personal brand. So, you know, Google's going, okay, people are searching for this stuff. Not only do they have this fantastic written content that's so different from anything else anyone's talking about, but also they have a video on there or they have an audio on there. And that's also because they know that people love that sort of content. So, Google loves that. Google loves having as much content on your website as possible, basically. Whereas Facebook, not so much concerned with how much content is on your um, your website, but they're focused on is your website unique and different because they want to make sure you're not sending them to a spammy website. Yeah, they also right. want to make sure that your website is relevant to the ads. So, for instance, if you have an ad that's like, I sell Pokemon phone cases then you have like 50 blogs about personal branding yeah gonna go no bitch no (laughs) (laughs) and it might not like stop your ads but it will cost them a whole lot more whereas if your ad is like pokemon like phone cases and then you have 50 blog posts about pokemon phone cases or pokemon facebook's gonna be like hell yeah hell yeah Yeah. we're gonna like drop your costs like a month like (laughs) so i guess this is an interesting question then would that mean that the more kind of niche you are the better your website and facebook presence is going to perform yeah i mean it does depend on the niche like you've got to have a niche that people actually want to go for (laughs) but definitely because the more specific your content can be the more specifically google can be like okay well someone actually searched for pokemon phone cases that you know, have glitter or something and yeah. you have a hell of a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So you're the but, one and only. And then Facebook goes, Oh, like this person really loves glitter and this person really loves Pokemon and this person owns a phone. Fantastic. Yeah. This like, is the perfect and, website for them. Yeah. So the more you can teach these platforms to say like, this is what I'm about. These are the people I'm reaching. The more they can go, Oh, okay. Like here, here are some people. Because at the end of the day, they do actually want to serve you. People yeah. who are going to purchase from you because the more successful your ads are, the, the more you're you going to put money. So, of course. Yeah. So going back, I love this so much. And we're actually like really even laying out a social media <laughs> strategy for someone. Here. So, all right. So the best possible option is incorporate some type of video content either. But, you know, it, and we've had conversations about this. You know, it's not always about using YouTube to be a YouTuber. Like mm, there's, yeah. there's a difference in using YouTube to upload a video once a month so that you can put it into your blog and repurpose it to like, I need to do three videos a week so I can get my silver play button. Like there's yeah. a huge difference. You've yeah. got to remember that the platform is not just a, a growth strategy platform. It also is a hosting platform and a very good one at that. Yes. So ultimately at the end of the day, you're still having that searchability and that, in, that sort of index in Google, even yeah. if 
it's not as regular as someone who's probably trying to get those subscriber milestones. Definitely, 100%. And also at the end of the day, and I say this to every client, and they always hate me, as much video content as you can possibly create is the ideal when it comes to social media. As much video content. I love that so much, obviously. So if you can put it on YouTube, yeah. If you put it on YouTube, that's fantastic. Sit down with a camera and chat. Or if you're an artist, for instance, even just setting up um, your camera on a tripod behind or your phone behind you and doing yeah. a live while you're doing a painting or a yeah. skin version of it. Or like just start getting creative and just honestly like film as much as out the video content basically. Tr- trim and show that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would honestly do that, you know. Like, I would love that. I would just love like, it. We'll just lock you in a nice little room, put some actors, <laughs> some walls. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I mean, that's what I always say whenever I get on my calls because I'm like, I have no idea what time zone it is for everyone on these calls. I'm like, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, good morning. Um, okay, so I want to go back to this because that was really helpful. Something you said before as well was like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, okay, so ultimately what we want to be using Facebook for is really more about promoting the business side of things. Yes. Whereas Instagram would be more about promoting the brand, right? Which, oh, yeah. Is that what you would Definitely. say? Yeah, yeah. Instagram is way more personal than Facebook is. I yeah. think we go on Facebook and we, we want to see content in a personal respect from our friends and family. But then if like a, a business comes up, we want to know straight away what, why are they here? Why are they on my feed? What's the purpose? What do they want from me? How can they help me? Yeah. What can I get out of this? You don't really sit on you. I mean, and it is totally subjective. I mean, there will be people who do it in that respect, but from a strategy for your brand, I would at least first go to it from the perspective of what can I offer these people in a business respect? How much yeah. value can I give them? And on Instagram go, how can I connect with them on a deeper level in terms yeah. of they actually know who I am and what I'm about. So, yeah. Values, yeah. interests, behaviors, all that stuff. All yeah. That stuff. Yeah. So can we talk about ads then a little bit? Because someone who is just starting out, as you said, like I think I really like what you said about, even if it's just $5 a day, it is such a good way to kind of, boost traffic towards your Facebook page and boost traffic towards your website. Because ultimately at the end of the day, here's just the the matter of fact reality is that you've got to have people to sell to. If your business is going to make you money and you can't like, I'm obviously, you know me, I'm such an advocate of that being through a process of content creation. But then ultimately I, I do know there is so much power in yeah things up i would say with facebook ads and i think yeah that's a great way to look at it especially because of the age that we're in people hate that it's pay to play is what they think about it and absolutely if this was like even just three or four years ago you wouldn't have to think of it in those respects but um today if you want to start getting your content out there even just so you can start building that audience and get that traction behind you i think that facebook ads are a great way to speed it up now it's not a necessity. It's yeah, it's not the only way, but it's... Yeah. it's, it's but it's uh, the faster way, yeah. <laughs> generally. 
Yeah. As my, my old coach used to say, like, I think, you know, you, you put the rich content out there and the video and all of that stuff to build your brand and to get that really close connection and relationship. So, but then ultimately having that coupled with some ads, yeah. it's like putting the NOS on the, yeah. you know, the, the supercharge on that content. You, you, you can't yeah. have ads without the content. Right. Yes, content but, should be but number you can one. Have, but you can have content without the ads. It's just going to be slower. Yes, 100%. And I think the reason why I prioritize ads is, for a starter, because I'm doing a lot of done-for-you services for people, yeah. so they come to me looking for results. They're yeah. generally not coming to me looking for a long game where they pay me a lot of money each month and then five years down the line, they see tons of results. Yeah, They don't really want that. They want results ROI. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, that's where Facebook ads really come in handy, particularly from my perspective. But if you're a business owner who is just getting started, but you think, Oh, like a, a great example is um, a couple of friends of mine. They created a coffee subscription box a couple of years ago. It was the first of its kind in New Zealand at the time, but they released it at the end of October and they were like, like Christmas is coming up. Like we don't have an audience these are like gift boxes like we yeah. need to get this shit out here so that's when they came to me and they were like we need to get some ads up whereas if you were a coffee box and you released in like june yeah or something yeah, you would have a lot more time to get that traction going before christmas but it's just the way of the world you can't really yeah <laughs> not anything they could do they came to me with the idea in like september and i was like you gotta get moving yeah <laughs> So, okay. So if that's the case, what are, okay. So let's go back to this. Let's call it the $5 a day strategy. Cause I think that's a very easy kind of thing. I mean, we all probably spend $5. Are you going to cut your fringe again? No. Yes. <laughs> oh man. I wish this was a video call. <laughs> Just to paint the picture of the content. So Morgan's here. She's like, oh yeah, I don't know anything. She's here like killing it with the social media advice, cutting her fringe at the same time, probably doing something else, working on a client brief as well. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's call it the $5 a day strategy. So how does someone go about that? Like, do they need an opt-in, a freebie? Should they just be driving traffic to their website? You know, a, a, a video post on their page? Like what's the best strategy to get that? to use get the bang for their five bucks (laughs) okay five dollars a day strategy i love that that sounds great um we're going to take it as it's this person who started their business today they've got nothing they just honestly good job um i'm hoping you have a website so we're going to assume this person has just created a facebook page they've just created an instagram page and they've got a website yeah they've just launched all of that today and their product is what should their product be so they they're they're a photographer Okay, they're a photographer. So your first week or two weeks is around growing your audience. So what you want to do is you want to, and I don't generally recommend this as something that businesses do in the long term, but at the beginning, it's very important is to grow that audience. So put that $5 a day into two ads. So one ad is a page likes ad. I don't generally recommend these beyond the first two weeks because you're paying for likes essentially, but they're real people a page likes campaign of your desired audience. So you're a photographer. I'm going to assume you do newborn shoots. So yeah, you want it that. localized. So in your area or in your catchment area of where you want to work, yeah. um, the ages basically. And you can also pick in Facebook people who have recently just had kids. So that helps. Love it. Love it. Um, and you can also pick grandparents. So grandparents might gift it or something yeah. like that. Love it. So you're going to pick those people as your, I'm going to send out a page likes campaign. The page likes campaign is just going to be a nice photo of a baby 
being held by its mum and then a like this page if you um have recently yeah. had a kid or something you're going to be a little yeah. bit more fancy yeah of course of course and then the second one is going to be to um boost your posts now boosting posts is also something that i don't generally recommend you put all your money into because yeah. you're again just paying for engagement not yeah. paying for people to buy ROI. your stuff yeah. yeah but you're going to put that second amount of like the two dollars fifty a day into boosting your post so you're going to spend that week putting up some or two weeks putting up some really rich content some fantastic yeah. photos of some babies maybe some tips for um how to make your first newborn shoot go successfully with your yeah. kid or you know tips for your first few months with a kid or something like that yeah um something that's pertaining to your exact like niche. how you want yeah. your brand to come out in your niche and you're going to boost those posts. So you're not going to post every day. So you won't have to put um, every day. Like say you're posting like four or five times a week. Then it's, yep. And it's $2.50 a day. I'm terrible at math. Someone do yep. the math. But basically, yeah. you know, you well, put yeah. that remaining amount <laughs> in. So those are your first two weeks. And every time someone likes your post, um, you can invite them to like your page. And what you've cool. done now is you've started to grow a page but it's a page of people who are exactly in your niche. So Facebook knows what you like. Yeah. And you've got an audience to start with, which is fantastic. Cool. So with Instagram. Can I, can I ask a question interjecting there? Um, yeah. I, know, I know you can't invite people to like uh, your page with this strategy, but would you recommend the same thing on Instagram? Like, could you also do this on Instagram? Yes. So with Instagram, um, yeah, you can't do a page likes campaign. You can't invite people to like your page. So the best way that you can do it on Instagram with ads is to just be boosting those posts, but yep. be aware that it's not going to grow your audience that quickly. Okay. Um, Instagram is going to have to be a slow game. Yeah. Is the way I look at it. Whereas Facebook is that sort of faster paced. Let's get some stuff going. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but basically after that, you want to put your $5 a day into your website. At the end of the day, you've got a baseline audience and it will start to grow organically that way. Um, $5 a day into landing page views on your website and yeah. perhaps a video ad that you've created. Um, always have your Facebook pixel on your website from day dot. So yeah. it's your first day in business. You're lucky. You're hearing this from me now. Yeah. Put a Facebook pixel on your website. And if you don't know what that is, just Google it because I can't yeah. explain it in this podcast. You've got, a, you've got a course that helps with that though as well, don't you? I have a free lead magnet on my website okay. that will tell awesome. you how to do it. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Okay, cool. So that's driving traffic to the website. And that's like as simple as, I mean, that, I think that so many people don't gravitate towards ads because it can sound really... Yeah, they don't. But yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, like that's something that someone can do themselves, right? Like they don't need to yes. hire an ad expert or anything. Like we're just talking $5 a day, drive traffic in the beginning, then start generating leads yeah. towards an opt-in or some type yeah. of, you know, product on your actual page. And I think once you've done that for the first two weeks as well with those engagement ads, yeah. even on Instagram, what you've done is you've indicated to the platform, yeah, these are the people I want to follow. And once yeah. you have gained some followers, generally what they tend to do is they look at your followers and they say, hey, you've got a lot of followers who are women aged 28 to 35 who have recently had kids in your area. That's crazy. We're going to show a lot more women just like that. Yeah. <laughs> your stuff, as opposed to like men who are aged 50 in New York or something. Yeah. yeah. So it really does come back to, again, I guess the more niche it is, the better it is because yeah. the more you can train the platform to say, this is exactly who I am, what I do the yeah. more it's going to actually remember and get that content out to the right people, right? Yeah. So especially like if we look at the photographer again, you don't want to just 
um, I mean, there are a lot of photographers who just go out and photograph anything. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, if someone, especially when you're starting out and you're broke and you need money, um, it's okay to say yes to whatever comes your way, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to advertise it or show it off or, you know, start to look for other people who do that same stuff. You can say, yeah. I'm still only going to advertise the newborn stuff. And if someone like messages me later on and says, yeah, I'm a wedding or whatever. Yeah. If you want to, you can yeah. do it. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Speaking about photography, I would love to know what's, because I don't even think we mentioned this at the start, but you're an amazing (laughs) photographer and videographer as well. I mean, just to throw that into the mix as well as a solo hairdresser. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. course. (laughs) Um, But ultimately at the end of the day, what's, I guess, what are your tips and advice on how people, you know, if they don't have the funds to hire a photographer to do a personal branding, but they obviously need to keep their Instagram game up. What's a couple of things that people can do just to immediately up level their photography game? Yeah. So we're going to look at this from two aspects, which is one person who does service-based stuff and one person who has products, because I think that you have to look at them slightly differently. The baseline for each of them is you got to have good lighting. You can start playing around with crazy lighting and stuff like that when you have a good camera and you've done a lot of stuff with photography. But at the very beginning, I think it's better to play it safe. Have a nice, um, a lot of light coming in, not the kind of light where you're squinting or there's yeah. huge shadows on your face, maybe by a window on a cloudy or an overcast day where you can yeah. nice, even light on your ear, like on whatever you're shooting. So that's the bare minimum. And then the other thing you need is a good phone camera. So most of us do these days at the end of the day, like most smartphones have good cameras, but if you're the kind of person like my partner who keeps phones for like six years and he buys them based on whether he can get a specific game on the phone, like maybe not so much you. Um, so Borrow your partner's phone. <laughs> yeah. So if you can borrow someone's phone in that case, then that's better. So you don't have to go out and buy expensive camera gear. These should be fine, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and having good lighting means you can maximize the ability of your phone. Now, if you are product-based, you're going to be looking at um, how you can set up the product in the most visually appealing way. So that's um, having it set in a style. Like if you're selling kettles, I always go to kettles. I don't know why. I think I need a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> but basically you want to set it up like with a nice kitchen backdrop and there's steam coming up and there's a lovely cup of coffee. And maybe there's a few coffee beans on the side or something like that. Um, no, or maybe there's someone holding it. Yeah. I really <laughs> Coffee break. <laughs> Um, yeah so however you can set up your product in a way that shows the context and even especially someone using it if you possibly can then that'll be the most helpful and obviously the lighting there yeah can I just say something here how actually powerful what just happened was because what you're trying to do with that was you're trying to describe someone to tell a story for that particular product and as you were describing that I was visualizing exactly what you were saying and immediately I wanted a coffee So that just actually shows that how powerful the storytelling part of photography is, right? Because when someone sees not just a coffee in front of a white background, sorry, a kettle in front of a white background, but they actually see a scene, a story that you put intention into. And yes, this might take some time, but the the outcome I think is so powerful. It's just so much more visually appealing and, 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 and tempting, you can say, than if it was just the product by itself. Yeah. 
And I think, especially if you're going to start a business with products, you are on your website going to need those boring white background shots that show, you know, the color, the size, blah, blah, blah. And that's possibly where you should put the money. But those photos shouldn't go on social media because they're not, they're not going to evoke that emotion and put the context in why they should pick your kettle over someone else's while your one makes this hella good coffee that this person's clearly loving. So, <laughs> when, when I very first started social media marketing, I'm pretty sure I put the white background pictures on uh, the Instagram. Sometimes you have to. I mean, this was in 2013, clients, by yeah, the way. But. You get away with it in 2013. <laughs> I think with I the high low filter as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Vienna or something. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, a lot of clients will come to me with that's the only content they have. So yeah. sometimes you have to improvise. Yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Were they offering a coffee or no. what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So when, whether you have a product or anything, you want to evoke emotion with it. So have good lighting and then basically set it up in the most visually appealing storytelling yeah. way that you can. And that will make a more powerful photo. In yeah. terms of angles and stuff like that, keep it kind of simple. Maybe try a few different ones out and see which ones look best. Um, or look at what other people are doing and see how that works. I always find it's really helpful to have like a running Pinterest board of just images you like that you think you can adapt your business to. Um, if you're service-based, you're going to need someone to help you. <laughs> you're going to need an Instagram husband or something like that to even just like a best friend who you promised to buy a coffee for um, to come and take photos of you. So again, you're still going to need good lighting and everything like that and an averagely good smartphone but essentially what you want is to put you in context you're the story that's being told yeah. so if you're like me and you do social media i want lots of photos of you sitting on your phone on instagram i want lots yeah. of photos of you taking photos of stuff i want lots of photos of you typing i want lots of photos of you filming and it can be anywhere i mean it can be like depending on what your brand is if you're like a really casual really like freelancer type brand you could be in bed like filming or like posting on Instagram being like, I'm here to help you no matter what time of day it is. Like I love that. You just have to have that story that base like that goes around what your business is and how your brand wants to be perceived by people. I want to make a note on that um, because I think that's so powerful. I think a lot of people get, intimidated by the personal branding style shoots because of the the whole concept of authenticity and yeah okay the scene is set up but it's still telling the story of what you would naturally do maybe you do it in a way that's not as visually appealing but i think people are smart enough to know that it's what they see on Instagram is a polished version, right? It's like we all know when we go to McDonald's it's not going to be super healthy, right? We're all a little bit you know (laughs) (laughs) what? The salads have sugar in them? <laughs> I mean, they actually do, you know. <laughs> you don't eat McDonald's every day? But, but that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but ultimately at the end of the day, I think like we, we all know that what we see on Instagram is a polished version of that. So don't, it's not about, like even for me, like if I'm going to film a morning routine, like I'm going to do it in the middle of the day when there's the best lighting. Yeah. And hopefully people know that, you know, maybe I'll film a vloggy style one at a different time when I'm doing it in the moment. But even then, I'm not actually doing the morning routine so I'm freaking filming yeah. the morning routine, right? I'm not going to sit there and meditate while my camera's pointed at me. Yeah. Like, yeah. So ultimately, at the end of the day, we know I think it's okay to get into that mode of recreation. There's nothing inauthentic about the fact that you're recreating it and just putting oh, yeah. fine tunes on it, right? I think it's naive almost to think that you can just um, 
say you needed to film or take a photo of you posting for your clients. You're not actually going to do it while you're posting for your clients. It's just not going to happen. And I've always been a huge advocate for batch creating stuff, especially for entrepreneurs who have busy lifestyles. There's no way that you can sit up and take a photo, have your makeup done, have your hair done, have the perfect outfit on that perfectly fits your feed at the time that doesn't clash with the photo from yesterday because you're wearing the same jumper that you wore yesterday. Like, <laughs> there's just no way. So you're going to have to set up some sort of photo shoot, even if it's once a month. Yeah. Um, just because it's a photo shoot doesn't mean it's real because that's still, you're, I'm still encouraging you to take photos of stuff you're actually doing. Like yeah. I'm not telling you to go out and like skydive if that's not what you're doing. Like you're skydiving and you're posting for your client or something. And if you're doing that, post that it. That would be wild. But, oh my yeah. gosh. Can you please do that? <laughs> I'm not jumping out of a plane. Oh my God. I really want to. I'm going to do it. I'm going to post while I'm jumping out of a plane. I bet you they don't even let, I'll drop my phone and then I'll just yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to be a GoPro for sure. <laughs> Okay. I love that so much. I've got one more little question because I think this is going to be really helpful. What in your opinion is the fastest way, I guess, other than ads. So I know obviously we've spoken about ads is kind of the fastest way, but if someone just can't invest, they don't have the money at the time, like what's the best way that you can reach more people with social media marketing? I'm going to look at this from a Facebook perspective, just because, um, on Instagram, it's a little bit more complicated in terms of your niche, but on Facebook, it's Facebook lives. Okay, cool. A hundred percent. It's Facebook lives. And you might think, Oh, there's no one following my page. So no one's going to see it. Start engaging in some Facebook groups and sharing your lives in there to start with. On promo days. Yep. On promo days, or I'm in a couple of Facebook groups that just don't care for Girls in Business on Facebook is a fantastic one because there are no rules. So it can also be kind of a bad one. Yeah. How you're looking at it, but it's a great place to share valuable content and start engaging with people in your niche. So, but at the end of the day, you're going to have at least a couple of followers, even if it's your mum. Yeah. But your mum might know people who want to use your services and Facebook is going to start to realize that yeah. Facebook pushes the crap out of face, like Facebook Live. It just really pushes the crap out of it. So if I can talk about my own experience, I started doing lives this year once a week on a Wednesday at the middle of the day. And I go live and every week I'm like, no one's watching this. No one, like I've got like two people watching. I've got like 700 followers. What the heck? Like no one's watching. I'm talking to myself about social media. Acting like I know social media, no one's watching. (laughs) But then for the next seven days afterwards, it blows up. It's my highest engaged content. It's my highest watched content. I have had multiple people reach out to me saying, oh, I want to work with you because I've watched your lives or oh, like I found you through your lives because even if you feel like, oh, I'm talking to no one and no one's here, give it seven days and you'll see that it will move a lot faster and a lot more effectively than the rest of your content. And it's free. Well, that's so interesting actually, because something just like fully has blown my mind now because I always, I think if you follow me, you know that I, I go live pretty regularly on Instagram and it is a vanity thing because more people join live on Instagram. So I might get 25 Ooh. to 30 people yeah. joining on Instagram. But when I go back, only ever like 300 people have ended up watching that video. I may go live on Facebook and maybe five people join while I'm live on Facebook, yeah. but it can get into the thousands afterwards. Yeah. And so that actually, stays there for ages. Forever. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Go live on Facebook. 
It's basically because at the end of the day, Facebook wants Facebook Live to be really popular. And so because of that, they bump it up on the algorithm as much as possible. And I also think there's value in that when people are on Instagram, they want to watch content now and they just kind of want to consume it as quickly as possible. Whereas on Facebook, you can save content for later yeah. or you can put it somewhere so that you can sit down and actually consume it. I know that if I watch a fa- an Instagram live, I might pop in, watch a couple minutes of it and then pop out. Whereas with a Facebook live, if I think I'm getting a lot of value out of it and there's something yeah. that I really want to see in it, I'm going to save it for later or I'm going to leave it up on my computer and I'm going to watch it yeah. at a time when I can actually consume Same. and learn. Yeah. yeah, same. So the the engagement that will not necessarily engagement is in likes and clients, but the engagement of that person, the yeah. focus, let's say, is going to be much higher. So then if you're actually selling something, you're more likely to grab their attention there, right? Yeah. And interestingly enough, the people who have told me that, you know, oh, I love your lives. I watched that. Like I haven't even brought it up. They've brought it up by themselves. Um, I don't tend to like walk around being like, hey, did you watch my live? Did you watch my live? Were you there? Um, they'll bring it up and they'll say, oh, this is why I wanted to work with you. The other people who've never liked a live of mine yeah. they've never been there on live and they've never clicked like or comment yeah. they're never the ones who engage but they're the ones who actually pay money so. well that's the same with me I quite often say it's like actually the clients that end up coming and working with me I'm like feel really bad because I've never heard of them before but, <laughs> but it, it yeah. usually is the case because they're just not engaging they're just watching from afar and I, as a matter of fact even with all the coaches I've ever worked with I've never yeah. with their post yeah. them. yeah yeah so I think if you wanted to move fast and you didn't have money to put in it you're going to need to get some confidence and do Facebook Live. And you'll find it's not actually as hard as it sounds or as scary as it sounds. So. I love that. Thank you so freaking much. Honestly, I think this may have been one of the most valuable episodes <laughs> we've ever recorded because there was just so much practical advice in there. Yeah. You are freaking amazing. Honestly, where can people find you? Because obviously they need to connect with you everywhere. Watch your Facebook <laughs> Lives, obviously. Yes. Well, the first place is you have to find me in the Game Changer Collective because I'm. <laughs> I mean, and you have to pay thirty-five bucks. No, it is. Yeah. I don't even know how much it costs. You have to pay to get in there. So maybe let's give them some free places. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> my Facebook and my Instagram are both hyped in Z. So um. Yeah, that's where you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram. And I just started a YouTube video because I. Um, won't eat my own words. I'll actually take my own advice. So I have a YouTube channel, which is also HypedNZ. And my website is hyped.nz. And you'll find lots of free resources like how to install the Facebook pixel and all the rest of it on there. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. You are amazing. I love you to the moon and back. And <laughs> everyone else is going to reach out and love you as well. Yay. Can't wait to meet you all. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. I really, really, really hope that you enjoyed this chat that I had with Morgan. She's absolutely incredible. I know that this is going to be super, super valuable. So make sure you come back and take notes if you need to. And as I said, reach out to us on social media if you want to ask any further questions. Morgan's amazing with answering people's questions. And as she said, she has a lot of resources to help you get started on your advertising journey. Okay, guys, I love you so much. I don't know why I just went full American then, but I love you and I will see you in the next one.